Welcome to Create Shift, the podcast where we talk about burnout, hosted by me, Ellen Carr. And me, Kate Banks. We're the burnout coaches, and together we run the good space, supporting you to heal from burnout and move out of the burnout cycle. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to another episode of the Create Shift podcast. Today is the second uh, part of our three-part mini-series, Ways to Avoid Burnout when you're, and this week we're looking at when you're employed. Although, of course, as I mentioned last week, really everything we're talking about for when you're self-employed, when you're employed, when you're an employer, they can relate to many people in many different situations. So if you're uh, working situation doesn't look as clear cut as that, you know, um, then listen to all of them, of course. And, and also, you know, if you're self-employed, you're still going to get stuff from the employee and employer ones and, you know, everyone learns from each other, right? So please do listen to all of the series. Um, another little note, just to say that when we were recording all of these episodes, we did have a few, um, internet issues. I don't think there's any in this one, but you might get a slight kind of lag or drop out, but I don't think there was anything too bad. And Kate was having some building work done at her house. So if you do hear any little, uh, bangs in the background, that is what that is. But again, I don't think there's much going on in this episode other than us talking so it should all be fine and um, of course as always a reminder that you can contact us via email hello at the good-space.com if you want to discuss the episode if you want to chat about working with us um, or anything else please come along and join our facebook group uh, create a good life the links in the show notes below um, and we discuss kind of you know all of the things we discuss in these episodes in more depth and kind of just have this lovely community of people supporting each other to to heal from and recover from burnout and feel free to head to our website, thegood-space.com, to find out more about us and more about working with us in a coaching package. Okay, so today we're talking about ways to avoid burnout if you're employed. So last week we did um, if you're self-employed. So if you're listening and you're self-employed, maybe go and check that one out if you've not heard it. Uh, and now we're talking about if you're employed. And of course, some of you will be employed and self-employed. So both will apply. So the first one that we've got is... Um, Actually, should I, I mean, yeah, just our little disclaimer, I suppose, that we did at the the start of last week's episode as well, is that we're just touching on things here. This is not, you know, you're not going to listen to the podcast and be like, great, I'm never going to get burnout ever again. Um, uh, These are hopefully just points to inspire you and to offer you some support to kind of start exploring things um, that you can then go deeper on in your own work or of course if you want to work with us through coaching um or in our programs uh anything else to add to our little preamble no i'm just going to say that it might be useful to go back and listen to the self-employed one anyway even if you are employed because i think a lot of the themes carry over so yeah yeah, take a listen to that maybe first and then dip into this one yeah definitely Okay, so well, our first point is learn to listen to your body, which we do talk about in last week's episode as well. It's definitely such a key thing. Um, And we've got a podcast episode a few weeks ago that was all about learning to listen to your body and how that relates to burnout. So definitely check that one out as well. But, you know, this is really just about... We can sort of forget (laughs) that we've got a whole body there, especially if we're in a workplace, I think... 
you know, if we're in a big office, for example, surrounded by other people who are all just sat at their desk tapping away, and it depends on the environment of your workplace as well. But if your workplace is such that, you know, it's frowned upon to go to the toilet too often or to have a walk about, then you're not encouraged to listen to your body, to notice like when you need the loo or when you're hungry or whatever. And, and so it's just about starting to practice and train yourself to to tune back in because that's when you're going to notice if something's going on if you're if you're starting to get signs of burnout perhaps and have a look at where you're working as well about your workstation because in a lot of workplaces everyone's got the same table at the same height and the same Mm -hmm. chair and the same monitor and the same lighting and it just might not be the most the most healthy place for you to be sat working so Mm. You know, tune into what your body's telling you. Have you got any weird aches and pains or things feeling uncomfortable? And it might just be that you need to move around a bit more often or be more hydrated. But yeah, tuning into what your body's telling you and what you can do within the workplace to help yeah. with that. And I think um, this is actually tapping into our next point is communicate. And I was just going to say on, on that. Don't be afraid to sort of speak to other people because the likelihood is if you're feeling something, other people are as well. I remember when I worked in quite a big open plan office, um, and there were these, this, you know, the UV sort of overhead strip lights. I hated them. Um, they were too bright. They buzzed. They made me feel funny. Like, uh, and you, the, the the building had really nice big windows, so you got a lot of natural light. And in talking to other people, I kind of realised that actually other people were feeling the same. Some people were feeling that they didn't like the lighting, it gave them headaches, etc. And we managed to talk to the building management team and they said, oh, no, you can get controls to individually control each light bank. And so we were able to sit on a bank where we could dim it right down. And then other people who wanted to be brighter could sit because it was you could sort of move around where you sat. So you could uh, sit somewhere it was brighter. So, so don't be afraid to speak to others and sort of speak to people and see often there are actually things that you might think you can't change you actually can um yeah yeah so so it's point two is communicate communicate how you're feeling really if you are starting to feel stressed or overwhelmed or burnt out um this is really tying into a lot of our other points isn't it as well because i think one point we've got is uh allowing burnout yeah open communication burnout isn't a taboo so that's kind of the same, isn't it? Um, but that's that's actually from our next podcast uh, episode about if you're an employer. But I think, yeah, again, communicate and realise that burnout's not failing. And I think, you know, appreciating that is really hard because culture yeah. at the moment tells us yeah. that burnout is an issue that we need to fix. And, you know, we just need to do better in a lot of cases whereas it's just not that so when you're looking at communication maybe look at who feels safe to communicate to have you Mm. got some friends at work or the HR department or your manager or someone else is there like have you got a mentor or someone Mm. you know just checking in with who those people are that you can be yourself with and talk to properly and Mm. Maybe even if it's not within your organisation as well, maybe there's someone outside the organisation you can talk to about it. Yeah, sharing how you're feeling, what you're going through. And as we mentioned in last week's episode, that is part of helping complete the stress cycle. Humans are wired for communication. And and when we share things with other people, it helps us to feel better on on a real physiological level. It helps our nervous systems come into the state that is 
supportive of rest and, and replenishment and, and where everything's functioning well. So, yeah, and it, it might not be that, you know, you might feel that you can't share with a manager, but you might have friends at work. That you can just chat about how you're feeling. And even that, even if they can't change anything, even just sharing is helpful. So, yeah, even if it's someone outside of your workplace as well. Um, OK, next point. Notice and work to release perfectionism and people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think that was always a big one for me. It's this need to be completely right all the time and to be helpful and be of service and I would always have the tendency to take that to extremes so I think there's a lot in recognizing when you are exhibiting those behaviors and what situations bring that out in you and where you can put up more healthy boundaries instead like can you practice saying no to some things or delegating or handing something over when it's 90% done, you know, mm. d- does it need to be completely right? Or yeah, just some small actions to play with being a little bit less than perfect. Yeah. And uh, you know, this came from, we were looking at you know, some stats and things on things that contribute to burnout. And, and one was overwork, overwhelm, too heavy workload. And we were thinking, okay, well, what, what can we do like what what helps that to be reduced and a part of it is obviously relationships within the workplace and, and how things are managed from a management level and all these things but also part of it we realized is part of perhaps our perfectionism and people pleasing that we take on too much we say yes to too much we think we have to do everything ourselves we're afraid to say actually I've got too much I need somebody else needs to do this because we feel like if we do that we're not going to be seen to be good enough so a lot of that is tied into our beliefs around work and we talk about that in last week's episode on rewriting your beliefs around work so it's deep stuff we don't say this lightly this is work that is hard mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and it you know might take a long time to undo from these things and it might need some support with working with you know a coach uh working in a coaching group or with a therapist it, it's real deep stuff but it's it's really important um, our next point is community in the workplace, which I think we've kind of touched on when we talked about communicate. Is there anything else that we want to add to that point, Kate? I only need to say that if there aren't communities in the workplace at the moment, that is something that you can create. I mean, mm. is, is there a group of people who want to go for a walk at lunchtime together or, you know, and some of the communicating will give you that to see if there's people that share some of your values and some of your beliefs and whether you can do something together and just remembering that that connection time is really vital for our well-being in the workplace. Mm. When I worked at this big uh, sort of the open plan office I talked about, I was, I was working for a local council, actually. And um, there was actually a group that existed called the Change Activators. Um, I think it might be like a nationwide thing. But anyway, I joined that group and it it felt really nice to be part of a group who who were interested in changing things in the workplace Mm -hmm. and I think it was through that group that we changed the lights that I spoke about earlier and we did other things like bringing in recycling and like that was a really nice community to be part of so it's like you know if if you do want to make change perhaps you can form a little group of people who are interested in in making change in the workplace and and kind of advocating for people's needs and it's it's actually quite a helpful thing to do because you you're taking action then and you are doing things Mm -hmm. to to make a difference that can be nice but yeah so don't be afraid to make the community as well if there isn't one there uh remembering that you aren't your work 
It's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you go into work, you put your work face on, you go in, you sit at your desk and you do the stuff that they're paying you to do. Um, and often we're not encouraged to bring all of ourselves to work mm. um, to talk about things that happen outside of work or our hobbies or our interests. It's kind of frowned upon to have other parts of you that you bring to work. Mm. But actually those bits are so important to give us that sense of perspective and to actually allow us to do our best work because mm. we we don't exist as like a subset of ourselves mm. we are kind of our best most healthiest selves when all of us are present and are able to make decisions and work in the best way we can mm. and it could be that you know perhaps something exists in your workplace already where people can choose to to run lunches on certain things or um, perhaps you could set something up, but where um, those lunches are on things like hobbies that you've got or something that you know about, you know, you do like, you know, Kate, you're, you're quite into knitting. So it's like you could, you could do something about knitting or, or a knitting group or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, maybe you can bring something else to your work that offers some joy and some connection to, to your colleagues and, and to you. And it just helps you, yeah, sort of feel more like that whole human again. Um, can be really nice and I think also it's just really important to remember that and it's hard because in our society you know we meet somebody new what's one of the first things you ask them what do you do mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that defines you um but to remember that it doesn't define you and that you can be other things even if you're not those things for money you could be a writer but you're writing short stories in your spare time at home you never want to get them published you just enjoy writing I mean Kate you're a knitter you know like uh so I think it's just important to remember what those things are for you as well another thing just wanted to add in there I was talking to one of my clients about um the boundary between work and home life at the end of the day as well and it can be really helpful to have some kind of mini ritual to mark Mm -hmm. the end of the work day um and you know, just have a think about some of the things that you do to make that transition so you're not taking all the work stuff home with you, that you do get a clear break and you do get to be the person that you want to be at home. Mm. So, yeah, if there's yeah. some – it's it's good to design yourself a little kind of mini ritual or something too. Yeah, that's really nice. That. And yeah, that's relevant for people who are self-employed. And also, you so many people are working from home now, you know, maybe part of the time or, or all of the time, that becomes even more important because uh, you know often you know, I would find if I had a commute the walk back from the tram stop or whatever was quite a nice way to just kind of ease into 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 home but yeah so if you are working from home definitely do that as well uh, whether that's just have a walk around the block and then change your clothes or have a shower or yeah um okay three more points really big one take sick days take your holiday take lunch breaks And I kind of laughed when you first said this because I didn't do that. Mm. I was the one that would always go into work sick. And I know that that has changed now. Um, It's one thing that this pandemic has given us is people are more willing to take sick days. It's, Mm. you know, no one wants you in the workplace if you potentially got something now. Um, But, yeah, I mean, taking lunch breaks was always, I would never take lunch breaks. I would just work through. Um, I mean, and I think it's really dependent, isn't it? What are the norms in your organisation? Because for me, uh, like once I worked in a very small office, there were two of us, 
so a very very small yeah, we're in a bigger organization but two of us in our office and um it was the norm to eat lunch at our desk it's like well if your manager is eating lunch at the desk are you going to be like okay I'm just going to pop out now for 30 minutes like it's hard um and uh I guess on the sick day thing just because this came up from somebody in the Facebook group the other day wasn't it um saying that they found it hard to to call in sick because they work from home and I think, although, yeah, you're right, people perhaps going into offices now, people are less likely to want you to go in if you're visibly ill because um, you might have COVID. But if you're at home, and I you know, I find this hard as, as a self-employed person, it's like you feel like you've got to literally not be able to do anything because you're, you're at home so you can work from bed if you want. Uh, it's so difficult. Um, and I, I think we're not going to go deep into this now. We think we're probably going to do a masterclass or something on this. Um because it's so connected to the beliefs that we have around work and also in your organization it's so connected to organizational culture isn't it so it's important for employers to get on board with this sort of thing oh yeah totally but yeah yeah go on oh no I was just gonna say I remember one colleague would always have lunch at his desk but turn his monitor off and refuse to answer the phone Mm. and it was the thing that most people complained about the fact that for an hour during the day while he took his lunch because he took his full hour no you know taking a 15 minute quick break um there the amount of complaints from management about the fact that he wouldn't answer his phone during his lunch break Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. and it's crazy that actually the culture drives so much of this Mm. yeah because you know we're wired to fit in so we don't want to be the one who stands out and potentially gets in trouble for doing uh, doing things against the norm but then you look at like the law and then (laughs) you know uh but so I suppose our point is to remember that these things are vital for your well-being and for your ability to do your job well and it's about you know we talked about prioritizing rest in last week's episode it's about that it's prioritizing that time away that space you know we all know you all feel it when you may be working on something and it's hard and you're really not getting anywhere and then you go for a short walk and you come back and you're like oh this is easy we all know that works so I guess it's about remembering that and if you are in an organization where actually you can do those things start practicing doing those things but um yeah there's a lot to work on within that so I think we will definitely come back to that one two more one connect to the bigger picture which we mentioned last week, didn't we? Yeah, and it's a similar sort of thing, I think. It's what are your values? Why are you doing that role? And it's also a good question to ask if your values are in alignment with those values for your organisation. Mm-hmm. Do you actually want to be there? Mm-hmm. You know, what, really dig deep into what do you want to be doing? And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you have to quit your job and do something that completely aligns with all of your values. But are you at least their core values are they in alignment with what you believe in and how you want to work Mm. and if not how else can you get to those Mm. and can you you know you might need to leave you might need to look for other work and sometimes we do need to to allow ourselves to go to that uncomfortable place and do that Um, and actually that's a really good thing to look at if you are looking for other work um is the values and it, it helps you then ask the right questions perhaps at interview to sort of understand whether you really will truly fit in that place and when they do sort of fit with your values. So it's a really good thing to look at. Um, and our final point is boundaries, uh, which I think kind of connects to that as well. It's like if you identify, you got to take time to identify your boundaries. So that might look like noticing when you feel bad about something, 
so when something makes you feel frustrated, upset, stressed, angry, probably a sign of boundaries being crossed. And then you need to identify what that boundary is. And you need to start looking at, you know, what your firm boundaries are and things. And if you're then in an organisation that is consistently breaking your boundaries, despite you articulating them, then you might need to look at moving, right? If that's possible. Yeah. And it and it could be that they expect you to take calls at the weekend when you're not working, or mm-hmm. it might be that you know, it's frowned upon to have a chat in the coffee room. You know, it, there's so many levels, the boundaries being broken. So mm. as Ellen said, it's a case of having a look at what's not quite feeling right for you. Mm. And looking at what the firm boundaries are and what boundaries, some boundaries mm. we can feel like it's okay to have that as a bit fluid. Um, and again, this this work ties into the, the work that you're going to do on people-pleasing and perfectionism um because that's gonna doing that work is gonna allow you to connect to yourself and your boundaries and uphold them so it's all interconnected so um we'll leave that there then uh lots to think about lots to to dig into perhaps find the one that's feeling most interesting to you right now and and do a bit of a bit of further work on that for you feel free to to email us on hello at the good-space.com to let us know how you're finding these um things uh feel free to connect with us on instagram at the good space uk come along to our facebook group um create a good life and have a look at our coaching offer if any of this is speaking to you these are all the sorts of things we can work with you through coaching programs um if you're listening to this as we're going out we should just about still have our uh special summer june and july offer on um we don't have loads of spaces so there might still be spaces available as you're listening go and have a look um we've got more than 50 percent off so do check it out if you are interested in working with us and we will be back again next week when we'll be talking about uh, all of this stuff from the angle of being an employer. Thank you for listening to Create Shift. We hope you found it inspiring and supportive. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider taking a moment to leave us a review and a rating and to share the episode with a friend. For more from us and to sign up to our newsletter, head to thegood-space.com. 